0: Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached.
1: Good morning. Can we just get a smile from everybody, please? Everybody looks very serious this morning. How's I? Looking better? Awesome. So my name is Andre, as any mentioned. Um, I'm an assistant pastor in Shofar Johannesburg with Henny, who's our head pastor. I'm married to Mezen. Who's at the back there? <laughs> and uh, we have three kids. And it's my privilege to share this morning um, for the past, well, since the beginning of the year, Henia has been working with some of us in a preaching group, just preparing us and teaching us um, about how to preach and how to preach better. And we've been discussing Genesis 1 to... S- Genesis four, verse one to sixteen, and it's so amazing for me. Normally, when I preach, I tend to be on the short side of sermons, you know. And for the first time, when I sat with Henny, he actually took things. Normally, he adds things to my sermon. He actually took some things away. So it's so amazing. Just I'm excited for this morning. Just God has been working for so long, so I'm really looking forward to this sermon. I hope you do as well um, so yeah for the past four weeks we have been preaching on this series about this scripture and uh, it was really amazing if you I'm going to reference to some of the previous sermons you're welcome to go and listen to them to go and watch them on our link tree there's a link to YouTube and to the podcasts so you're welcome to listen to them it's really amazing sermons as well so i'm going to pray for us and then we're going to start father we just thank you for this morning thank you that we can be in your presence thank you father that yeah we can call you father thank you that you love us that you care for us and this morning father we want to hear from you father we ask that you will come and change our hearts according to your heart, Father, that you will come and you know, just speak clearly to us, Father, that we may know your will this morning for each and every one of our lives, Father. And, Father, we just want to come and say this morning that you know, our answer is yes to you, Father. Our answer is yes. Whatever you want to come and do in our lives, Father, You're, you know better than we do, Father. Father, come and change us according to your will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. So, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about Genesis 4, verse 1 to 16. And I'm going to just hand over to Catherine, who's going to quickly read it for us. You're welcome to follow on the slides.
0: All right, so I'll be reading Genesis 4, 1 to 16 from the NIV. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now, Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruit of the soil as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden.
1: Thank you, girlfriend. My mouth is first there after everything's (laughs) here. So this morning, I want to take that story Um, in the previous sermons we've taken certain portions and we digged into that. Today I want to talk about the entire story and I want to look at it from a certain angle. Um, There's a lot of angles, there's a lot of perspective, there's so much you can get out of this. But today I want to look at Cain's attitude, how Cain relates to God, what is his relationship towards God. So we're going to delve into that a little bit. So, uh, first up, I want to talk about, I call it dead religion. Nice, light topic. Um, But what we see is Cain wasn't really fully committed to God. We see when he makes the offering, he says, I'm going to make an offering to God, and the Bible says... He took some fruit, and he just made an offering to God. Compared to his brother, Abel, that it says he took some of his firstborn, his best, towards God. And, and it's amazing to see how, just, just think of Abel, you know. Abel standing there, wow, this is an opportunity for me to bless God. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to give my father, my God, my best. And Cain, hmm, his attitude wasn't necessarily the same as Abel. And we see that when God says, listen, I'm not accepting your offering because you did not do well. The reasons you are doing this is not because, like Abel, you want to worship me. You want to glorify me. You have other reasons. And we're going to look at that a little bit. Hebrews 11 verse 4 says Cain's offering was not accepted because it was not done by faith in God. We we can say that there was a bit of a dollar tree, meaning Cain was really self-centered. He didn't necessarily do it. For God, for God's glory. He went around and said to his brother Abel and said to everybody, Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an offering to God. This is what I'm gonna do, you know. A little bit prideful, a little bit self-centered. And maybe you don't agree with me yet, but we're gonna look at his attitude a bit more. By the end, I'm pretty sure you would agree with me. He also didn't have integrity. And when God asks him, where's your brother? He says, I don't know. Imagine this. This is Cain, whose parents is Adam and Eve. God walks with them daily in the garden. God discipled them. (laughs) They know God. This is their son, their firstborn. He knows who God is. We see him talking to God face to face. God comes and walks with him as well, and he has this attitude towards God. Later on in the Bible, when there is an angel or somebody appearing to God, people fall down on their faces. They're afraid. Cain okay, knew God. You know, he you know about God. He's not freaked out when God speaks to him. He actually gives God a bit of an attitude. Yeah, So, and the reason why I call it dead religion is Cain does these things. He does this offering. He tells everybody, I'm going to do this offering um, for the wrong reasons, just because he wanted to look good himself. Now, practically for us this morning, what does that mean? Hmm? You know, I think when I look at Cain's story, I go, wow, you're... That guy's bad. I'm so glad I'm not that bad. I don't know. Anybody else that has ever, you don't have to raise your hands. I may be the only sinner here. No, I'm not. But, but I thought about that a lot. You know, yes, at least I'm not as bad as Cain. But if we look at Cain's attitude here, you know, when do we sometimes do it? Maybe we do the right things. We come to church this morning. Why? Because it's a good thing. Maybe I'm in a small group, and yeah, I'll go to sleep every week. Churches, yes, I'll go. When I come, I'll, hi, no, I'm blessed. It's going well with me, you know. But I'm not here, like Abel, to glorify God. I want to worship God. This is what I live for. I don't know about you, but sometimes I miss it. And for a long part of my life, I've completely missed it. I went to church. I read my Bible sometimes. Um, But I was like Cain. You know, we, we call some people submarine Christians. Meaning, on Sundays, you're a Christian. But during the week, nobody knows. You're just submerged. Nobody at your work knows you're Christian. They won't even suspect you're Christian. But on Sundays, you just pop up, you know, and you're here. And and I say that lightly now. But I really believe this is something that God wants to come and say to us this morning. Come and say to you, not the person next to you. This word is for each and every one of us. You know, what are the areas in your life that you're doing it for the wrong reasons? Maybe church, maybe praying, maybe reading your Bible. If it's not done in a relationship with God, wanting to honor God, wanting to worship God, it's all for nothing. We see the Pharisees in the Bible. Jesus says your brood of your brood of vipers you know that's quite harsh these were the teachers of the law these were God's teachers they were the experts in the field for us that would be international pastors that's on TBN you know (laughs) all over these guys were traveling They, they were senior people and Jesus is just, what the heck? You don't want to have a relationship with God. You want the authority, you want the, the position, but you don't want to have a relationship with God. And it's all for nothing. So that's my, why I call it dead religion. And uh, the second point I want to talk about, but before I talk about it, I quickly want to play for us a video clip so this is from Anneli Stanley. Um, he does a staying in love series for people that are married. And just a just short clip that illustrates a point for me so nicely. So Tuba, if you can please play that.
2: Mr. Mugg thinks the reason the blue beads come out of him is because they keep having conflicts and she keeps bumping him. And Mrs. Mug thinks the pink beads keep coming out of her because he keeps, you know, they keep having problems, and he keeps bumping her. But here's the here's the truth: the reason blue beads come out of Mr. Mug is because that's what's in there. And the reason the pink beads come out of you writing this down, the reason the pink beads <laughs> come out of Mrs. Mug is because that's what's in there. Now this is important. All of us have stuff in us. And you don't know what's in you until you get bumped. And most of us don't get our first real big, hard, you know, gut-wrenching bump until we get into a romantic relationship that we're committed to. And there's something about romance and there's something about the permanence of I'm committed to you and you're committed to me and we're living together, moving in together, or married together. There's something about that that brings out the best and it brings out the worst. And most people don't know really what's going on in there until they get into a relationship they're committed to. And they say, you're the one for me and I'm the one for you. Oh my goodness, what in the world was all of that? And this is why people who make the ultimate commitment to each other end up madder at each other than anyone else on the planet. And he is absolutely sure that the reason the blue beads come out is because she gets on his nerves and she keeps saying that thing and she keeps doing that thing. But the truth is the blue beads come out because they're in there. And she's absolutely sure if he would stop and if he would start and if he would quit and if he would more of and if he would less of and if he would be careful, the pink beads would quit coming out. But the reason they come out is because that's what's in there. And all of us have stuff that's in In there, And all of us blame the person we're most in love with for what comes out of us. But the reason it comes out of us is because it's in us. But it's romantic relationships that bring it out like nothing else. I won't ask you to raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Now, so here's the question. What do we do? And the answer is pretty simple. But it's something that most of us don't do. We have to learn to pay attention to what's going on. Inside of us. We have to learn to pay attention to what's going on inside of us.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Tua. Uh, so I'm gonna refer back to that again. We're not gonna talk about marriage now and romantic relationships, but we are gonna talk about what's in there. Okay. So we see Kenya. He's put under pressure. So Ken just went around, he told everybody, Hey. I'm making offering. Come and watch, you know. And suddenly his offering aren't accepted. And the Bible says Cain is angry. His face is fallen. He's negative. He's probably embarrassed. You know? And what comes out? You know, he tells his brother no, let's go to the field. And he takes him where they are alone and he kills him. So the guy has a desire or he plans this murder and he executes it. Why? Because it's stuff that's already in there. you know. And maybe you're sitting here and you haven't committed murder and hopefully you won't get to that. But the reality is there's stuff inside of us and if we... Don't take attention to, pay attention to it and get to know it. It's going to just grow and destroys us. Um, for me, it's a picture. We're talking about sin here in the four, uh, first four sermons. We've talked a lot about sin. And where God says to him, sin is crouching at your door. It is for you. You must rule over it. And Cain's response is, I'm going to sit and stew in this. I'm embarrassed. I'm negative. I'm angry. Instead of going to God and saying, God, help me. I want to rule over the sin. He sits with that and allows it to simmer, you know, and to grow. And that sin just consumes him to the point where he kills his brother. And what do we do? You know, in, in situations, God says we must rule over sin. Do we do that? Or do we sometimes sit with our sin? And we'll, maybe we think, ah, oh, sin is not that bad. Yeah, yeah, the Bible says don't use foul language. It's not that bad. You know, I'm just going to, yeah, I'll deal with it sometimes. And I'm using something small on purpose. You know, it's that small things, if you add them up, if you throw them all in the pot, then it's going to come out. When you're under stress, when you're being bumped by life, when you're stressed at work, you're tired, you're worried about finances, somebody close to you is not treating you well, what comes out? It's an easy way for us to evaluate ourselves. What comes out when we get bumped? Yeah. We also see, like I say, it's stewing, it's growing, it's progressive. We don't see in verse 1 Cain killed his brother. No. Cain had stuff inside of it, it grew. He didn't rule over sin. God gave him a warning. And then he murdered. Then he lied to God face to face. Don't know if you have done that. Um, but just imagine standing. Face to face with God and lying to their God. You know, how successful do you think you're gonna be in that? <laughs> and then he justifies himself. God, what do you ask me? Am I my brother's keeper? You know? Just imagine that attitude. How can you say that nicely to God in whatever facial expression? Uh, that's, that's the way he treats God. And <laughs> How many times have we, when the Holy Spirit said, don't do us, or you know it's wrong, still sinned, that we haven't ruled over sin, that we even lie to God and say, "Ah, no, it's not that bad. Or, you know, we justifies ourselves, I'm not that bad, just look at Cain, that guy's bad. I'm not going to point people out now as an (laughs) example. But I want you to think about it. We in your life don't you rule over sin? Do you stew in it? Do you lie to God? His Holy Spirit is with us. God is with us like face to face. Every day. Every moment. Okay. Point three. God God clearly warned him against sin, but he did not rule over it. And we do the same. Often God speaks to us through a couple of examples. Sermons, the Holy Spirit, people around us, the Bible. And still we don't listen. So the question is, you're here today and you're hearing this word. That God wants to share with you. Are you gonna listen? Are you gonna allow God like that picture we had beforehand where God comes and throw gold in your heart and change your heart according to his will? Are you gonna allow God to do that today? Or are you gonna no, I'm not that bad. Or let me just wow, this guy that preached, you know, let me just evaluate his sermon. What he could have done better or worse, you know. How does this apply to my practical or my theology in life? Are you going to take that away today or are you going to allow God to speak to you and to change your life completely according to His will? That's a challenge. So we said, gain light God's face. Now, what do we call it when we speak to God. Thank you. Pray. <laughs> so we call it prayer. Speaking to God. We want to talk to God and we want to hear what God says to us. That's prayer. If we look at this entire scripture, we see Cain talks to God only about himself. Am I my brother's keeper? And then when God's cursing him basically and and says, no, this is too bad for me. I can't handle this. You know, they're going to kill me. It's all about me, you know, in his prayer. And we can do a quick little test for ourselves as well this morning. What do you pray about? Is it about you? Is it what you need, what you want? How God must come and answer your prayers? Or is it according to God's will? God, yeah, you said this. You want to establish this. You want to do this. Father, I pray the blood of Jesus over this. Father, I pray this into being. Father, use me in this way. You know, how do we what do we pray? What do we focus on when we pray? And again, this morning, my hand is also up. Um, My prayers doesn't look that good. When I started Preparing this sermon, I realized, oops. So it's not that I'm getting this right at all. We're all sinners. This word is for each and every one of us this morning. And then, like I said, God, Cain had an attitude towards God. And he didn't go when God says, listen, you're going to go now. He didn't say, no, God, Don't, I don't want to go out of your presence. My relationship with you is everything. This is what I, no, God, this is too much for me. He didn't, he didn't ask that. His response was, no, this is going to be tough for me. This, I'm going to work the ground. And it's not going to yield its fruit to me. You know, this is going to be tough. No, God, you can't do this to me. He was all about himself, not about his relationship with God. And and we see in the end, Cain leaves God's presence. It didn't say God cast him out. It says Cain leaves God's presence. And that's our challenge when we talk about sin. When we sit, we still, we don't talk to God About things. We don't do God's will, then we sin. Sin is simply not doing God's will. It's not a list of things, you know, and I can judge myself. It is, do you know God's will? Do you do God's will? If you don't, you sin. Okay, so sin's purpose, Satan's purpose is for us to stew in it, So that we don't listen to God, we don't do God's will, we're not close to God. We become like Cain, which is completely okay to not be in God's presence, to not have a relationship with God. That is the the purpose of Satan. His purpose is not, I want you close to me, I want to love you, I want you in my army, I want you in my family. No, the Bible is clear. Satan's will is contrary to you. Sin is contrary to you. His desire is, Satan's desire is to come and steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to remove you from the Father so that he can destroy you for the rest of eternity. He want to hurt you. That's Satan's goal. And that's what sin does to us. It removes us from the Father. It, it wants us to avoid the Father. No, I don't want to repent now. I, I like this a little bit. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> we all know this. And that's a danger. So, this morning, I think in the end, like I said in the beginning, yes, at least we're not as bad as Cain. But I think all of us can see elements of Cain's life or what Cain does in us as well. We're the same risk that Cain does, you know, to be cursed by God, to be out of the presence of God. So, just the five points again. Dead religion makes us like the Pharisees. Sin is progressive. It stews. It's going to become more and more and more. When God warns us, we should listen. (laughs) Are we self-centered, specifically in the way we relate to God? And then, how far are we from God? Or how okay are, are we to be sometimes a bit removed from God, to avoid God? In our lives. So, fortunately, we're not left here. Fortunately, God said, Listen, for you, I love you. I want you to have a relationship with me, like Adam and Eve. In the beginning, I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to share my will. I want you to know my heart. I want your heart to be the same as my heart. That's God's desire. I want to keep you close to me. I want to be your father. I want to fight for you. I want to be your strength. I want to provide for you. I want to care for you. I want to love for you. Just come here. I'll fight in your behalf. And then, oftentimes, we and I. We're like, out of God's presence. No, no, I'll fight this fight. You know, and we go off and then we complain to God, why aren't you backing us? And God is just like, just come here. I said I'll fight your fight. I will provide for you. That's my responsibility, not yours. You go off and you try it alone. I'm going to allow you to not succeed. Because I want you here. I want to do that for you. So, he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die for each and every one of us. And Jesus was killed in one of the worst ways. He had thorns on his head, hit into his head. He had a spear in his side. He was hanging off a cross. Why? Because of your sin. Because of my sin. That's the only reason that Jesus died. Because of your sin. Because of our sin. The worst death and jesus was willing to go through that and god was willing to send his son through that because he loves you he wants a relationship with you he doesn't want you to be like cain we see jesus crying out on the cross my god my god why have you forsaken me god removed his presence from jesus in that moment why Did God want to? No. He did it because our sin removes us from God. So He removed His presence from Jesus in that moment because of you, because of your sin, because of my sin, because of what we deserve. We deserve to die the worst death. We deserve to not be in the presence of God. That's what we deserve And then God gave His Holy Spirit as well. His presence to be with us. To help us. To do what? To have relationship with God. Jesus said, I came to restore you to the Father. So that you can have a relationship with the Father again like Adam and Eve. To walk with Him. To hear His voice. To know His will. That's why God gave the Holy Spirit us to have relationship for him to be our father again
0: thanks for listening to this message from shofar Joburg. may the grace you receive produce god's greatest glory and your greatest good for more information and sermons please visit our website at
2: www.shofar.joeberg